How do you know if you have the right security strategy in place? Hi, this is Tom Field, Vice President of Editorial with Information Security Media Group. I'm discussing this topic today with Pamela Gupta. She's President of OutSecure. Pamela, thanks so much for joining me today. Hi, Tom. Pamela, at the outset here, how about if you tell us a little bit about yourself and about OutSecure, please? Sure. I am Pamela Gupta. I'm a security professional with a strong track record in defining and implementing security strategy across major Fortune 500 companies for over 15 years. I founded OutSecure to support companies in creating the right security programs. OutSecure is a must-use information security strategy firm for reliable protection of a business. We specialize in defining cyber risk management strategies for companies using a risk-based approach that's tailored to an organization's unique business model and information risk. Why must-use? Because we help companies create a customized and executable security strategy, a one-two punch of security strategy, if you will. We approach security from a 360-degree view of the information risk for a business. What does that mean? We mean customers, employees, third parties, business partners, vendors, business process, and technology. Our approach is based on global security standards and my extensive experience across companies in different sectors. It is standardized, scalable, and repeatable which gives us the efficiency required to deliver a strategy and roadmap within weeks. In essence, we have commoditized security strategy creation so that it's affordable and attainable by all. Well, I've got to ask you, Pamela, don't you find that most of the organizations you deal with already have a security strategy? Well, one would think so, but the reality is most companies have a security program that is geared towards managing partial risks to the company's information, such as attacks coming from malware or industry-specific regulations. These are what I would call reactive programs. They're not strategic or aligned with their business. According to Carnegie Mellon Scilab, for instance, 70% of organizations are not connecting security and risk to the highest levels of their mission. I'd like to give you an example without going into specifics on identity. In one of the Fortune 500 companies uh, I was at, I observed that the company had invested millions of dollars in their security program. The main focus was protecting regulated data. So one of the top executives was hired by a competitor. He stored proprietary information on a key product, on one of the major revenue-generating products, and took it to the competitor so that the competitor could create a similar offering. The security program was spending millions of dollars. Uh, However, there was no protection for intellectual property. Let's take a look at another example, the data breach at LinkedIn. It's a web-based social networking site for business professionals around the globe, and it's no surprise that they were attacked. But for a company that collects and profits, from vast amounts of data to not have a strategic approach to the information risk is really surprising. At the time of the breach, they did not have a chief information security officer, and the breach was caused due to a very basic security flaw. Unfortunately, there are many other examples from all sectors, including finance, software, manufacturing, healthcare, and so on. There is a growing realization on the importance 
of developing a cybersecurity in some industries. In June this year, the Office of the Comptroller of the Currency, for instance, OCC, cautioned banks to include cyber risk as part of their overall risk, such as lending and interest rate risk, when making strategic decisions. Banks were told that they'll be judged on their preparation against cyber attacks when examiners gauge a bank's operational risk. Executives are being told to train workers on potential risks posed by hackers and to be proactive in communicating risks to customers and employees. In other words, they're being told they have to look at cybersecurity risks strategically. Well, that's a great point. Those are good examples you offered as well. Now, I recently read a blog that you wrote about CEO and CISO conversations that are not happening. Why aren't these executives talking? You know, that's a good question that I'm asking myself. One of the reasons I would think is because companies are still not realizing that information security is a business issue and not an IT issue. And there has to be that realization uh, within amongst companies that for a business to survive today, they have to protect the information. They have to look at this strategically. Lloyd's, for instance, creates a risk index, a survey of global C-suite and board-level executives on their perceptions of the greatest risks to the business and the level to which they believe they are prepared to deal with them. This year's Lloyd's Risk Index found great awareness of cyber risks at the C-level. Cyber risk was rated number three, right after high taxation and loss of customers. So clearly there is a need for these conversations to happen with the right stakeholders. So following up on that, Pamela, based on your own experience, what are the conversations that executives should be having? For instance, you write that many security programs are reactive. They're focused solely on compliance and regulated data. What gaps does this approach create? Perhaps this influences the conversations that executives should be having with each other. Yes, so the conversation they should be having, let me take that part first. We are right now in an information age, right? An organization's key asset is its intellectual capital. It's human resources, retained knowledge, and intangible assets. The value of the intangible assets is the difference between the net book value of the business and its current market capitalization. Any company that has a long-term desire to survive and succeed must focus on preserving, protecting, developing, and applying its knowledge assets, its intellectual capital, and information assets. So currently, right now, the board, the CEO, the CISO conversation that should be happening, they should be centered around creating a risk agenda and control suite around the protection of the risk to the intellectual capital and information assets. As for your second question about the gaps that get created, a compliance-centric approach, which is a very narrow approach to the information risks of a business, and what happens in that is the security program is not strategic and therefore not aligned with the business, does not allow a business to be agile. Since our threats are evolving rapidly, it is vital now more than ever that a business is agile and capable of responding to the threat landscape. A narrow view that just focuses on compliance, for instance, leads to a lot of gaps in security and also a false sense of security for the business. McAfee reports, Companies are losing billions of dollars. 
around 508,000 jobs were lost due to cyber attacks. That is because companies are not taking a strategic view of protecting the business, their intellectual property, their competitive edge. I'm glad you mentioned the threat landscape because I wanted to ask you, given today's threat landscape, as well as emerging legislation, what do you find to be the critical items that must be protected by a security organization, and how ought they to be doing it? Well, basically, the first step is to define the risk architecture holistically. So one has to take into consideration the operational risks, regulatory risks, financial risk, intellectual property, and reputation risk. These all have to be included in a security program. Most companies are focusing on one or more, but not all of these risks. Pema, how can security leaders ensure that their programs are in sync with the business requirements? Well, security teams have to expand their horizons and step up to the risk plate, engage the business leaders to in- understand what are the unique business risks, and translate cyber risks into business impact. The reverse, you know, they, they have to be able to communicate how does the current cyber risk landscape translate to the business impact. So there has to be a two-way translation of the business. So the security leaders have to understand from the business and To the business, they have to explain what is happening around them, how does it relate to business risk. So the result should be a dynamic, actionable plan. There has to be a clear understanding on the role of security technology, which by itself does not protect information. Also, it's not sufficient to simply create policies and industry best practices. And this is what I see most commonly. What you have to do is to create awareness of the policies and gauge successful adoption of these policies. How are they being acted upon or implemented or being actioned upon? Pam, let's talk about OutSecure. How does OutSecure help organizations to enhance their security strategies and programs? Tom, we help companies establish clarity around the types of information and processes that require protection to maintain the competitive edge and survival, and the most cost-effective way to implement that protection. So a good program, a good security program, does not have to be expensive, but it has to be comprehensive. In other words, what we target is for companies to have a proactive and a strategic approach to security. This could be operational processes for a bank, product designs for manufacturing companies, research data for a healthcare company, source code for a software company, in addition to sensitive regulated data that requires protection. Final question for you, Pamela. You've said that OutSecure has a unique approach, a one-two punch approach. Can you explain what that is, please? Yes, sure. So, in essence, we know technology and we understand information risks and have implemented mature security processes. So we put that together to assess why a company would be attacked, Where, what is the information of interest, vulnerability points, are they internal or external attacks that they're vulnerable to, types of attackers as in casual or targeted, and where. In other words, what is the point of penetration? Is it an ATM? Is it a database? Web applications? Is it espionage? Software on desktop? Mobile applications? 
So a one-two approach is geared to efficiently and comprehensively define a security roadmap for a company. Since it is standardized, it helps us to be very cost-efficient and effective, quick and comprehensive. So basically, what is the one-two punch? One, we gather information centered on a specific business, inner workings, business processes, technology, etc. Two, we create a systematically a security program utilizing a proprietary standardized methodology, which allows us to be very efficient and uh, scalable and repeatable. Uh, this program is tailored to the unique business model and you know other things that make the business unique, such as the culture, etc. And uh, deliver the punch, which is create an actionable strategy plan within weeks that outlines measures to bridge the gaps between the current state and where they need to be. This actionable strategy is tailored to protect the intellectual property, sensitive data, and business processes. Well, Pamela, that's great insight. I appreciate your time and your thoughts today. Thank you very much. Thank you. The topic has been, do we have the right security strategy? I've been talking with Pamela Gupta, president of OutSecure. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.